everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Scouting Spotlight podcast on the World Football Index. I'm your host, Austin Miller, joined as always by Tom Robinson. But we've got another special guest for this episode of the Scouting Spotlight podcast. Simon Edwards from Medellin, Colombia, is joining us to break down another Colombian player. This one, Sebastian Villa, but he is in Argentina. So it's good that we have both Tom and Simon on this show. And Simon, I'm pretty sure I won't have to do any work. <laughs> well, you know... We- don't, don't downplay your role. You've seen him play. Um, but yeah, so Sebastian Villa, uh, big, big fan of his. Uh, very, 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 very fast, but also a bit more to his game as well. And uh, yeah, for me, one of the standout players for one of the biggest teams in South America. Uh, so interesting to talk about him today. Tom, how are you doing today? Happy to have you on the show as always. Villa, a, a player that I'm sure you really like as well. Yeah, I mean, if anything, just for his name, I thought, oh, yeah. Pod about Villa. Yeah, I get to talk about Alan Hudson and Jack Greenish. But no, um, my my second love, Argentinian football, uh, will have to do. And yeah, he's he's been really impressive since he joined Boca. Um, he's perfectly complements their four three three system. He's kind of like yeah, sort of mirror image of, of Christian Pavon on the other side. And and he's been a, a real surprise because I'm not going to lie. Before he moved to Boca, I, I hadn't really heard much about him. So. I'm kind of looking forward to hearing a bit about his past uh, from Simon and, and also someone who definitely seems like they've got a big future. So it, I think it's going to be a, a really interesting pod for the listeners out there. See, Tom, you've gotten your Villa reference in early on this podcast, so you can check it out. And it was a positive one. Unfortunately for me, I think the only Palmetas reference is probably going to be about the fact that Villa played against Palmetas when they were eliminated from the Copa Libertadores. <laughs> so uh, you checked off your box quicker than mine and you checked it off better than I'm going to be able to. Quick off the mark like Vijay himself. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's fitting really. But yeah, I was I was gonna keep uh, let that Palmeiras reference come up later. But yeah, you've uh, you've beaten me to that one. You know, you've uh, you've got there to to hide any shame that might come from uh, that wonderful assist you got. <laughs> 2018 Brazilian champions. No shame. No shame. Uh, Simon Sovia made his name for Tolima, a, a team in Colombia, Tolima, who have been really successful over the past year or so. They were. The which one was it? Apertura or Clausura champions? Apertura. And actually, you know, talking about Via disappointing us, uh, I was at the stadium for the final against Atletico Nacional when his Tolima's tied won the league. Um, so he's upset me as well a little bit. But you know, it, it was it was good fun and uh, it was a fun Tolima team. <clears throat> the current Tolima team is really based around a lot of wingers. Uh, they play kind of a number nine with a kind of four two three one. And he was very, very important uh, in that Tolima side's league championship and, and rise to somewhat dominance. They're, they're one of the they're already always involved in the league championship this year and, and the previous year as well. They were very good. Again, somewhat of a of a late bloomer in terms of his impact on the first team. Broke into the Tolima side regularly in 2017 um, at the age of around 20. Uh, again, kind of noted initially as being very, very quick. Obviously. Um, but, you know, sometimes these wingers can be labeled as just how oh, he's really fast. But he's proved to be very good as a winger going on the outside, putting the ball in very effectively. And for Boca Juniors now, he takes corners. And uh, when you look at a very, very pacey winger, you maybe wouldn't think that he would be the, the corner taker in a very talented Boca Junior side. So I think that really is uh, reflective of his technical ability as well as his searing pace. So he can go on the outside, he can cut on the inside and make those decisive runs. Uh, and as you mentioned, balances really well with Pavon. I think Pavon probably cuts in a little bit more, uh, whereas Villa clings to the touchline, but then can make those late darts to the far post. So, yeah, for me, uh, 
a, a pacey, pacey direct winger who has a bit more about him. And Tom, that pace can be so difficult for opposing fullbacks to deal with. And, and I think we've seen that a lot with the, uh, in the Superliga in Argentina and then in the Copa Libertadores as well. He's a handful for opposing defenses. Oh, totally. I mean, it's one thing to have that searing pace, but it's, it's his directness that he's just absolutely fearless at just running at uh, fullbacks. And as Simon said, he can, he can take you either way. And he's got that physical upper body strength as well as um, as well as that good sort of dribbling footwork to just absolutely rinse you any which way he wants. So he's he's been perfect for this system. Like I said, that the four three three really suits his style of play. Um, you know, can play further forward as as more of a forward, or I guess could fit into a four four two if you're looking for an attacking right winger. But yeah, he's he's settled in really nicely and as Simon said what surprised me was he's not just one of these wide men who's all about pace he's got he's sort of a lot more nuanced and his crossing is a lot better than I thought um you know we've seen a few I mean he got the assist for Wanchope Avila against against River in that first leg of the uh Libertadores final which at the time of recording we still still don't know when the second leg's going to get played but He's he, he's got something about him. He's he he can pick a really good pass. I, I even saw some of his clips from Tolima where he was he was sort of picking up a more central role and, and being able to thread uh, some good good balls through. And he, he's got a really good work rate as well to help out his defensive um, partners. So he, he's got the entire package. Um, I think the only thing that uh, you know, if I was a coach at, at Boca, would be just trying to get him to be more of a goal threat because he, he's got everything to just get more goals. Um, he, he just needs to m- maybe a bit more confidence or something like that because he's getting into all the right positions. Um, and I think if he could add that to his game, then we'd be looking at um, a really, really next level talent. Simon, would, would you agree with that as something that you could see via perhaps needing to work on? Yeah, because he has a lot of shots and he hits them with a lot of power and, they, they draw good saves from the goalkeepers. So it is surprising that his goal-scoring record isn't much better than it and that it is. Uh, hadn't, didn't score many goals with Tolima, despite always being central to all of their attacking threats and even occasionally taking the odd penalty. So I think he has the technical level to hit the ball uh, effectively. He, he can beat his man and create the opening. So, yeah, it would be important for him to pick up a few more goals, maybe a bit more clinical um, but uh, yeah, so he, he definitely makes things happen, but you would expect him to be a 15, 20 goal a season uh, winger who can kind of contribute to the overall goals of a team. And he isn't quite that yet. But uh, yeah, I think we've seen even in the, the Libertadores this year, when he comes on, it immediately opens and stretches the game. Uh, we've seen Boca playing a bit more central at times um, without that width. Uh, and they kind of struggled at, at points, but I think he always, as soon as he comes on, you can see, all right, we need we need to we need to cut protect the fullback, we need to get someone wide, we need to be more conservative. He really creates problems for the opposition. If you if you don't double up on him, he'll beat the fullback. If you play a high line, he'll go in behind. Um, I think it just really creates a lot of questions. And we even saw him play um, against I think Real Madrid recently, and he was the standout man for Boca. Uh, people were all looking to Pavon and. I think Vida was the guy who really caught the attention. I was against Barcelona, sorry. Um, and I think it's definitely interesting to to see. But uh, yeah, for me, he's um, 
a player who really creates a lot of questions and creates a lot of openings and opportunities tactically for for the team he plays for. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, sort of dilemma, really, is is he better as, as this kind of super sub? And he, he's kind of, his certainly his league performances for, for Boca have been a mixture of starts and an impact off the bench. And I think that's ten, that tends to be when he's most affected off the bench. So I don't know if that's just because he's new to the squad and obviously it's a really uh, talented squad with lots of depth um, up front, um, whether it's just a case of him not getting the chance to, to be a regular starter just yet or whether he's actually one of these guys who who maybe makes more of an impact when defences are tiring. So it's going to be interesting going forward to see how he fits in at Boca. Like, um, I guess Pavon is probably going to be off. Um, I mean, I would have expected him to have been transferred already, but certainly he seems like he'd be the next one out the door. And maybe that gives Villa a chance to, to be, become a regular. And, and then we can, with that, we might see more goals, more assists, um, but perhaps he's he's one of these guys who's who's yeah going to be used more off the bench. Uh, it's yeah it's going to be an interesting twelve months for him uh, at Boca. Yeah, Tom, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think the next year is going to be really interesting with him because he came in to Boca kind of mid-season and has slotted really effectively into that super sub role. But as you and I were talking pre-pod, it's most likely that Boca will will lose some of those players. Pavone probably chief among them, and that will open up an opportunity. For, for Villa to probably play significantly for Boca and be one of their big players next year in the Copa Libertadores and in the league. And so if he can then kind of take that role and continue to perform like he has and build on those performances, then this is a player that we could be seeing linked to some pretty big clubs in Europe by the end of next year. Certainly, and I think he's got that skill set that is really appealing to a whole myriad of, of clubs in Europe, really. He's not one of these guys that we think, oh, yeah, maybe he's going to need a stepping stone in terms of dealing with maybe the more faster and physical leagues in, in Europe. He's, he's someone who I think has got all the raw physical attributes that he could slot in, a, you know, an English club, a German club, a Spanish, Italian, like any of those clubs, he, he could, he'd be perfect for kind of either a counter-attacking system or, or one that plays with a lot of width and, and really looks to stretch defend uh, defences, and but at the same time has that pop- uh, uh, possibility to be more of an inverted winger. I mean, yeah, th- there's a lot to work with, and I think under the right coaching, you could see him do a great uh, job in a- a- any number of teams. So I think this is a guy who's, who's going to be very marketable, um, especially now he's in, in the shop window, a big club like Boca, despite all maybe the, the the bad press around Argentinian football right now, but certainly I think this is a guy who who could you know even if he goes and ends up doing something similar to like Isquiero at Brighton, I, th- I think there's there's room for him at um, you know a, a top flight club uh, in Europe. Um, I, I don't know what you guys think would be a, a good move for him. Yeah, I think for me he has a bit of a Wilfred Zaha about him when he gets on the ball. He's always shifting his body left and right. He's very, very powerful, not in terms of his broad frame, but in terms of that first step uh, and acceleration. And then his feet, he just uh, drives his way past the defenders. But when he stands them up as well, it's a lot of a lot of shifts here and there, left and right, um, sending the defender off balance. And then he'll just he'll beat him on the outside or or cut inside. So yeah, absolutely. I think if you have a if you have a guy in the middle, a number nine, they're going to absolutely love having Villa uh, supplying them. And 
And while we've pointed out the fact that he doesn't get as many goals as he should do, a lot of that comes down to the fact that he is a guy who will get to the byline, who will get to cut inside his defender and then lay the ball off for, for a striker. So I think um, there are a lot of clubs who would really, really benefit. And I, again, I think the likes of a mid-table Premier League team or a, or a, perhaps in the Bundesliga, a team that would really, you know, really benefit from a, a tricky winger who's going to upset the opposition, who's going to put the ball on into the box with with good consistency, and just completely occupy two two or three opposing players. Uh, and if you can make sure that you get that right balance between him going on the outside, whipping the ball in, or do, driving at goal, but then also drawing the opposition defenders if perhaps the game is a little bit more flat, because in South America we see a lot of deep defences. So he has a lot of space to run into the run at the opposition. I think there's also the opportunity of him going beyond the defence with a long ball. But also if we need to make sure he has that balance between between being going direct himself, but then also drawing a couple of defenders across, playing it simple and opening up the game because you can't defend against him with one fullback. It, it's not fair, really. So I think um <laughs> I think that's uh, something that will be a massive asset for so many teams. And you know, there's a bit of a bit of a Gareth Bale about him, just the way he just powers his way past the defenders with a with a with a couple of short touches and then a long touch and he's gone. Um, but he can also cut inside. So just just a real asset, I think, um, a real nightmare for the opposition and something that can be really worked with in a number of tactical uh, approaches by by his side. Simon, he's he's made a pair of appearances for Colombia. Those both came in September in a couple of friendlies. How do you see him with the national team going forward? His skill set would seem to suggest that he can probably be pretty successful in South American World Cup qualifiers. Does Colombia need a winger like him? I think it all depends on who the manager is and, and what he's, his priorities are. Because if Colombia want to play Quintero and James together, then it does beg the question can they afford to have any more wingers or will those be the inverted wingers playmakers from wide positions um if colombia are gonna i you know traditionally wingers have been important cuadrado has obviously been a key man for colombia and there's plenty of options on the other side including Iscaido, muriel but Villa is definitely now in that conversation if colombia play with wingers um, I think Villa probably starts. The question is, will he play on his more preferred right wing, um, which will be in direct competition with Cuadrado? Cuadrado at times has played at fullback, but Santiago Arias is doing very well as well. So there's good there's good questions for Colombia. He's I think um, as long as the manager doesn't have uh, a plan to play solely narrow football, I think there will be a place for Villa in all squads moving forward in the next six to 12 months um, as a winger, uh, maybe not always starting, but as an alternative for Cuadrado, uh, who plays, you know, Villa plays a similar role to Cuadrado, so it's a natural replacement. And I think we've seen him play in friendlies and he's been important. I think he may be on par with Cuadrado now in terms of the reckoning for Colombia. And that's, you know, a, an important Champions League level player. So that's really the quality and the, the respect he has here in Colombia. Tom, how do you see potential new Colombia manager Dunga using Sebastian Villa? <laughs> as a fullback, maybe? <laughs> um, no, probably just as a, as, as a bench warmer. But uh, no, it, I think it really speaks highly. I, I don't think I even realized quite how highly rated back in Colombia he is really like. He's, he's impressed in Argentina, but to, to be saying that he's already challenging some of these guys who are established European elite players 
really speaks of the, of the quality we've we've got here with Via. So it's going to be really exciting, and I, and I, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him making that next step. I think this is a guy who, you know, in a short frame of time, he's already really propelled himself into the consciousness of of many people, and and some certainly some European scouts will be taking big notes of him because I think again, right now he's you could probably get him for a, a, a fraction of the price of some probably players on, of, of an even level. I mean, Pavon's going to go for really big money, but I think you could probably get Via for half the money and he's certainly not half the player. So I think if someone was to move quick for him, then then he could do a real good job. I mean, even if it was, yeah, like we said, a sort of a mid-level uh, Premier League club, uh, I, th- I think he would fit in quite well. I mean, yeah, he's the type of player that would fit into almost any squad um, out there. But you could you could almost see even even a bigger club, someone who just wants that type of player again, even if he's just coming off the bench um, as as a game changer, someone who can just add that pace to t- um, to tire out defenders in in the last twenty minutes of a game. You know, so someone something just a bit different, like I don't know Spurs for example. You could you could see him fitting in there or um yeah or all manner of teams so i think it's gonna be really interesting i've not really seen him linked to anyone in europe yet which is which is a bit surprising because you know playing for a big club like Boca, as soon as anyone catches the eye they they get linked somewhere so um it's it's going to be an interesting 12 months as we said earlier because i don't think he'll go as early as the summer but if i was a european club i'd be trying to um trying to get in there and and Boca's definitely going to make a profit on that i think it was a, about 3.5 million dollars for 70 percent of his rights and they, they, you know they're gonna probably treble that at the very least i think the issue tom is that boca probably aren't in a position where he's a player that they're going to look to sell because as you said um if you assume that pavone and barrios are gone in this next window that's a lot of money in the bank accounts for boca so they won't need to sell via right away so they'd really have to be blown away i think by an offer to let him go that's why I think I agree with you that he's probably got at least another year at Boca before he goes. But hey, if you're a club who, who likes to, to look for talent in places you know where, where maybe nobody else is looking, have a go. See if you can throw in an offer, maybe a loan back type deal because Boca will want to keep him and see what you can do. Yeah, I think uh, Cardona is definitely leaving as well. So there will be a, a, an attacking midfield role there for him to play an important place. But if, also you mentioned England. You look at how impactful someone like Traore is with a fraction of the technical ability but he comes on and everyone suddenly is running back to goal and the whole game opens up and I think um, for a top team someone like that uh, would be would be you know that kind of role would be very very useful and very valuable and he could do that tomorrow with no problem he's gonna terrify any defender in the world uh, even if he's not quite polished in certain aspects of his game still. Uh, Simon, we thank you so much for, for coming on the show today. Where can the listeners find you on Twitter if they want more from you? Yeah, so Twitter at Simon Edwards SAF for other Colombians and whatnot. That'll do it for this edition of the Scouting Spotlight Podcast. Be sure to follow the World Football Index on social media for all the latest from us. As well, our shows are now on Spotify, so you can subscribe to our shows there. Thanks for listening, and goodbye.